Welcome to the Restoration Revival Church of God in Christ podcast. Here teaching from Pastor Dennis Martin. Let's join today's podcast. Let's go. Tonight I'm going to talk about the keys, the key of knowledge, but I really want to put an S on that, the keys of knowledge. But we're going to talk about the key of knowledge tonight and uh, things. And so let's look. We've got two scriptures that we want to really focus on tonight. Uh, well, actually three, but um, well, actually four. <laughs> and we'll we'll read them and then we'll get into them a little bit later. But I want to read uh, the first uh, thing I want to read is found in the book of Luke chapter 11 and verse 52 will be one of our foundational scriptures tonight for what we're going to be talking about. Luke chapter 11 and verse 52 says, Woe unto you lawyers, for ye've taken away the key of knowledge. Listen at that. You've taken away the key of knowledge. Ye enter not in yourselves, and to them that were entering in, ye hindered. He says, you've taken away the key of knowledge, and to those who were uh, who would have entered, you uh, have hindered. You didn't want to go in, and so you didn't want them to go in, and so you've hindered them. Notice uh, another scripture is in Isaiah 5 and 13. Let's look at that. The book of Isaiah and at the uh, fifth chapter and the 13th verse. Notice what he says. He said, therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude is dried up with thirst. Notice what he says. My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude is dried up with thirst. Then in the book of Hosea chapter four and verse six, he says, I need you to get this. I need you to understand this in Hosea chapter four and verse number six. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because I have rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shall be no more priest to me, seeing that thou have forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Did you hear what he says? Then in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 7, listen what he says. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So they're ever learning. They're always learning, but they are never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. He says the keys of knowledge have been what? Taken away. So tonight I want to talk to you about the keys or the key of knowledge. Keys of knowledge. I really want to talk about that tonight because a lot of times we need to understand how important uh, knowledge is and what uh, knowledge should be. And when you read the word knowledge and you study the word knowledge, that word knowledge really 
means not to, uh, uh, you know, when he says my people, and he talked about uh, my people uh, are ignorant, and and when he says that they are ignorant, he's really not saying that you, the way we style ignorant today or the way we look at things, it really, that word ignorance means they really just don't have the knowledge of a thing or they don't know a certain thing. So, you know, when, when people say, you hear people say they're just ignorant. Sometimes when you hear them say that, they're not saying that you're dumb. They're not saying that you are not smart. But all of us are ignorant in some area or another. Every one of us are ignorant somewhere. We, When you think about being ignorant, somebody says, well, I'm not ignorant. Well, yes, you are, and I am too. We're ignorant when it comes to certain things. There's certain things we don't know. There are certain things we don't have the knowledge of. Even though we are smart on certain things, there are certain things we're ignorant on. We don't know those particular things. Um, you know, that some of you, the only thing you know, the only thing you know how to do is put gas in your car. You know how to put gas in your car, but you are ignorant when it comes to certain things as it relates to anything else. Because even though you know how to put gas in the car, you don't know anything about a spark plug. You don't know where the spark plug goes. You have no clue about any of that. So when you really think about it, you are ignorant when it comes to certain things about the car. All of us are ignorant when it comes to certain things about our automobiles. We don't know how to do things like that. We don't know how to do a lot of things. So we are ignorant when it comes to certain things. And we have to admit that. Uh, sometimes we, we try to act like we know everything and we got knowledge about everything. But there are just some things I don't have no knowledge of. There are certain things I just don't know. So that word ignorant really means not to know. That's not, you know, when somebody says, you ignorant, I know it sounds derogatory, it sounds bad, but yeah, I am ignorant on certain things. I don't know. I'm ignorant when it comes to the law, certain laws. I'm ignorant when it comes to certain things. Um, I can cook, but there's some things, if you put me in there to cook, I can't cook it because I'm ignorant. You know, I, I, I don't I don't know. But so when he says, you know, some things we're ignorant about and we don't have the knowledge of certain things, some things we don't have the knowledge of. And so when he reads in the scripture, he says, you've taken away the key of knowledge. My people are going into captivity because they have no knowledge. And so when we start thinking about it, we have to understand that we must get knowledge, not just of the word but knowledge of things around us so we will be able to function. He says the keys of knowledge have been taken away. And war unto you lawyers, he said, for you've taken the key of knowledge. You don't enter in yourselves, and then you don't want anyone else to enter in, so you've hindered them because you don't want them to go in. There's some people, when they don't want you to receive and get something and come into a knowledge of certain things because it will enlighten you. It will help you. It will bless you. And they don't want you to do that. There's some people rather keep you ignorant because it gives them some type of power and control over you because you don't know. And so he says, you can't do this. 
when when you look in Matthews uh, and and Mark, uh, you'll find these words: uh, the keys of knowledge are missing. Uh, we have bigger churches, better music, other things, but the knowledge of who we are in Christ many times is missing because some people don't want us to know who we are. They rather keep us tied up with uh, the tradition of things. All right. Now that's going to be a little sticky point tonight, but let's let's jump over into that uh, because it's important. Let's look at it and uh, let me pull it up because I need to read it probably because I don't want anyone to get offended, you know, because a lot of times, and I taught this a while back, a lot of times, a lot of things is just tradition and they're not really scripture. And so let's look at that in Matthew's, uh, in, in Matthew's chapter 15, uh, Jesus was talking and, uh, you find this, um, uh, let's, let's, let's see. Yeah. Matthew's 15 and, uh, all right, here it is. Uh, in Matthew's chapter 15 and verse uh, 1 through 9, or let me see, do I want to get Mark? Because sometimes the writing is better in one than the other. They say the same thing, but they may say it a little different. And uh, let's see if we want to do that. All right, here we go. Let's let's look at, make sure you put down uh, Matthew's uh, 15 one through nine, but let's read Mark chapter seven, verse six through 13. Mark uh, chapter seven. Let's look at that. Mark chapter seven. And I could start at verse six, but let's, uh, let's, um, let's start at verse one. Then came together unto him, the Pharisees and certain of the scribes, which came from Jerusalem. Listen at this. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say with unwashed hands, they found fault. Now listen at this. I need you to get this. They found fault. When they, when they saw that they were not doing what the traditional way was to be done, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews except expected they washed their hands off eat not holding the tradition of the elders. So they were holding the tradition of the elders. And when they would come from the marketplace, except they wash, they eat not. And many other things they be, which they had received to hold as the washing of cups, pots, basins, vessels, and of tables. Amen. So notice he, 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 he says, these were the things that they did. And these were the traditions of the elders. But listen what he says. He went on to say here in verse number five, then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, why walk not thou disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? Says, I, I need to know why they doing that. Uh, why they're eating bread with un unwashed hands. Mark chapter seven and I'm in verse number uh, five. Now I'm in verse six. And he answered and said unto them, Well, Hephaestus prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, the people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How be it? 
In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Uh, yeah. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and of cups and many other such things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own traditions. Hmm. Lord, I'm, it's, I'm, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some mucky water tonight. Because I, I can see we already, we already jumping over in the stuff that's going to get us there. He said, and they do this, they, they reject the commandment of God. But what do they do? But they go on and keep their own traditions. I won't get into that tonight because that, that can get us there. For Moses said, honor thy father and thy mother, and whosoever curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, he said, now that's what Moses said, but ye say, if a man shall say to his father or mother, and it is that is to say a gift or whatsoever thou may have be profited by me, he shall be free. And ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother. Now watch what he says in verse number 13. Making the word of God of none effect through your traditions, which ye have delivered, and many such things like ye do. Or do ye? He says, now you step all over what I say, and you keep your own traditions. You keep your own things. And so what you want to do is you, you want to keep people in a box to your traditional ways and ignore my word altogether and do what you're going to do on your own. And so you're holding your tradition of the elders. And I don't want to get into that too heavy tonight because I know, I know I would, I would, I would make somebody upset tonight if I got into that where we are keeping the tradition of the elders. Sometimes we, we're keeping the tradition of the elders more than we're keeping the word of God. We're doing and keeping what somebody said, what somebody said years ago, and what somebody said this, and we overlook what God's word says, and we jump straight into the tradition of the elders. And uh, that that is something we can get into, but we won't bother that tonight because I don't know um, if everybody can take that. And so the knowledge, the knowledge that we need, we need the knowledge. And so he says the keys of knowledge have been taken away. And, and we need to understand sometimes we are in this place where we have uh, not got a hold of knowledge. We, we have not grabbed a hold of knowledge. And sometimes that's the reason we are tied up. That's the reason we are bound in whether it's church or whether it's in our personal lives is because the scripture says my people are going into captivity because they have no knowledge. Some people like keeping you ignorant because if you're ignorant, then that means they can control you. 
but it's hard to control people that's got knowledge. It's hard to control people that's know things. It, it's like, you know, if, if they can control you, then they can do and say whatever they want to say, and, and you'll be tied up because you don't have any knowledge. And so the keys of knowledge have been taken away. Sometimes people uh, bask in the fact that you've got to go and get everything from them. And that's not always good. Some, it's good to have people that you can get stuff from and, and do things, but you shouldn't base your whole life and let people, I, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to have to say it, manipulate you when you when they know that you you don't have the knowledge and 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 you got to you got to watch that because it's very uh it's you're capable of those things taking place he said my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge they some people they are destroyed because they reject knowledge and they don't want knowledge and and God said you can't be I don't want you're not going to be preached to me seeing that you forgot my law. And then there's some people that are ever learning, he says, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. There's some people you can be ever learning, but you can be learning the wrong things. See, everything that you that you are learning don't mean it's correct. There's some people that they learn stuff, but it is the wrong stuff. Mm. It, it's the wrong stuff altogether. And you've got to have where you... Get the knowledge of the truth and understand the knowledge of the truth and get those things that are true. And so when he tells us these things, he's saying to us that you've got to be able to come to the knowledge of the truth. One of the things that I think that we need to recognize and understand is that knowledge is here and we have to apply our hearts. The Bible says in Proverbs uh, 23 and 12, apply the heart under instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. You've got to apply, apply, apply your hearts under instructions. You know, many of us, we don't like instructions. We don't want to get no instructions. But you have to get instructions. And sometimes then when you get instructions, your ears to the words of knowledge. It's important to, to get knowledge. And I'm going to say something that most people, especially preachers and evangelists and stuff, I'm not going to agree with, but let me help you out anyway. Sometimes you got to get some knowledge and, and, and have some personal time and reading and studying the word and different things and not just rely on all your knowledge coming from the pulpit. All right. I know. I know. Pastor, did you say that? I sure did. You you shouldn't let all you acknowledge just come from the pulpit. Same way you shouldn't, if you were going on the case, you shouldn't let all your, if, if you were going in the courtroom, you shouldn't want all your knowledge to come from just the lawyer. You should know some things, so if they tell you something you don't agree with it, you can say, I don't, I don't want to do it that way. You got to have some knowledge. You got to start getting the keys of knowledge. Why is the key of knowledge important? And 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 I want to I want to talk about this knowledge thing. Why is the key of, of knowledge important? It's important. The key of knowledge is important because keys open things. These are my these are my keys. 
these are my keys. And usually when I'm going somewhere, I'll take these with me for the house. Now, you got to understand why keys are important. There's a reason keys are important. You need keys. Keys, I know we went to keyless systems and keys that don't, you don't need keys. You just punch the thing in. But most of us are still with keys and we've got the key system. And so these keys are important so we can get in and out of stuff. And when you got keys, you need to know what the keys go to. And so the key of knowledge opens things up so you'll be able to step into certain places and certain doors and certain things that will bless you, your family, and 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 and, and various things. God blesses us, but he wants us to have the keys of knowledge so he don't want us to be ignorant concerning things. He even tells us, well, I believe one scripture said, brother, I would not have you ignorant concerning. That's what he, he don't want us to be ignorant. You got to have keys. And if you lose keys, I was at the church yesterday and they, we were doing some work there and uh, the person that was doing the work, uh, uh, they they pulled off and I was looking for my keys to my office and usually I'll get my keys in my hand, but I locked my office, I locked the the, the uh, finance office and everything and, and I came out and I was like, where are my keys at? And I was looking all over and to be honest with you, I almost panicked because I was like, and I said to myself, I should get another set of keys and put them somewhere where I can get in if I lock myself out. And I was like, and and so I called the person. I said, I think I locked my keys in my office. And they said, I'm going to turn around. But I went and and I held up. I had my uh, a bag with me that had some cameras in it. And I moved the bag and the keys were underneath the bag. So I made a call and said, I found them. I was relieved because I found my keys and I could get in or lock the door to the church. Because my 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 thing was, if I don't have the keys, I can't lock the doors to this church. And so I need the keys to be able to lock them. And so keys are important. The keys of knowledge unlock things. And if you don't have them, and you always depending on someone else to unlock things with your keys, you're going to be locked out of a whole lot of stuff. I'm not saying don't get, don't listen, because the Bible tells us to get instructions. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't listen. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that we shouldn't just, the only keys that unlock stuff for us is in somebody else's hands. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that you you just shouldn't put all the keys in somebody else's hands. That's why sometimes in in businesses and other stuff, people give you, uh, they give other people's keys just in case they get locked out. And when somebody got all the keys, then you got to wait for them to show up to get you in. But if somebody got the keys, then you got to wait for them all the time. You can get in yourself. And the key of knowledge is important because a lot of us, we want everyone, everyone else People, I, I'm going to say it, I don't care what y'all say. There's some people don't want you to have no knowledge. They want to have all the knowledge of everything. So you won't be able to get nowhere. He said in that key scripture we read initially, he says you have uh, the key of knowledge. You, you've got that key of knowledge and you've done what you've done with it. 
Why? Simply because, amen, it's been taken away and you don't go in and you don't want no one else to go in. There's some folk don't want you to go no further than where they are. They don't want you to get no further than where they are. They don't want you to move no further than where they are. And they know if you come into the knowledge of the truth that you may it may seem like you're getting a little further than they they are, and they don't want you to get no further than they are. There's some people bass in the thing of that they've got all the knowledge and you don't have any. Years ago, I was I was uh, starting some business and wanted to start a business and learn how to do things, and and there was a. a a uh, brother in California that had a business he was doing. And uh, I appreciated him because when I was talking about business, he, he gave to me and said to me, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. Uh, if you're going to sell watches or suits or whatever, when you get back home, you need to go and apply for a business license and, and, and things so you can go and tell me where I need to go. And I appreciate that. Now, there were others that had that knowledge. But they never shared it with me. You know why? Because they didn't want me to go further than they were. And it's sad that we got churches like that. We got ministers like that. They're not going to share nothing with you because they don't want you to go further than they are. They're not going to tell you about how they did what they did because they don't want you to go further. They're afraid you're going to go further than they are. They they just they just not gonna do it. They don't want you to go. They don't want you to supersede them or go further. So they're not gonna share them with you. They're not gonna tell you about their struggles. And if they do, you know, and and some you know people charge for it. And I'm not saying they shouldn't, but you know, they're not gonna share with you because you know unless unless you come under their umbrella as as one of their sons or their daughters. Now, everyone ain't got to be your son and daughter for you to share stuff with. Okay. I, did I say that out loud? <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. Everyone don't have to be your son and daughter for you to share stuff. Some people you share things with because you want to help them. I'm so grateful to God that I had people that had the knowledge of certain things when I was a young preacher, young minister, and they would share with me and share things with me. I'll tell you some some things that I would share with me that I didn't have the knowledge of, but they shared it with me. Um, My uncle used to share stuff with me all the time about ministry, how to do certain things. Uh, I believe today with the help of God and the Holy Spirit and what I learned, the knowledge that was imparted into me. I was able, because I listened to the instructions, I was able to get some things and 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 they helped me to be able to be the person I am today because of the knowledge they shared and then the knowledge that I went and 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 studied and got on my own and then what the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God gave me. So you have to be able to do that. Uh I remember the late uh, Bishop G. Patterson, he shared some with me. I would go down and talk to him, and and he shared some things with me that helped me uh, really be able to do the stuff what I'm doing right now, what you're watching now, was one of the things he helped me with. I remember he was on TV, and I, I asked him one day, I said, Bishop, I want to do 
uh, TV, and we did TV in the city. We even did nationwide TV. And I said, Bishop, I want to do TV. What do I need to do? And and he he stopped and said to me what told me what I needed to do. Imparted knowledge, gave instructions. Said to me, he said, uh, TV is not hard. He said, what you need to do is concentrate on um, the production of what you're doing because that's really where your money is, production when you got to produce. But if you get all your stuff and get your own production and stuff going yourself, then he said you can turn on the camera anytime you get ready and and, and broadcast anytime you please and, and record it and do whatever if you do it. So my time went into that and then uh, Brother Jerry at church and different ones at church our time went into that. So when we get ready to do something, we don't have to outsource it and go outside to get it done. We do it ourselves. Why? Because we have that, we, we obtain that knowledge. Now, if we didn't know that, then we would be paying several hundreds of thousands of dollars to somebody else because we didn't have the knowledge. So I want you to I want you to hear that tonight. Uh, another thing uh, he shared with me, um, and I've done this several times at church. He shared with me about doing. Um, I asked him one day. He was sitting down uh, doing a letter to his church, and I asked Bishop. I said, "Well, why do you why do you do letters to to your church, and you have people make announcements on Sunday?" He said, "Well, he said everyone don't listen to that announcement. He said, but when I send them a letter, it's personal to them." Because it came straight from me, and they know that it must be important, and it makes them feel a certain way also. Knowledge, knowledge, you understand? Knowledge coming in. And sometimes, you know, I, I saw somebody's statement earlier, which is true. Sometimes, when the scripture says, ever learn him and ever he would come to the knowledge of the truth, sometimes because we rejected knowledge, you when you get knowledge, the keys of knowledge are here, but you also have to be teachable. Are y'all listening? You got to be teachable. Some folk are not teachable. And especially when they think that they got more going on than you, you in trouble. They, they're not teachable. Some of these young preachers are not teachable because they got, they, they got to the place that they've got, you know, they got these big crowds and stuff. They're not teachable and they're not listening to that. Nobody that they feel are not on their level. Even though sometimes they go down that road and run into and run into a shipwreck. And they could have avoided it if they listened at somebody, but they don't have a teachable spirit. And you've got to have a teachable spirit. Everyone's not out after you. Everyone's not trying to destroy you. Everyone's not trying to do something. Sometimes you got to be teachable. I'm 62, and I found teachable moments when I'm still teachable. Yeah, I'm the pastor, but I'm still teachable. You, you should never get past the place that you should uh, be teachable and able to learn something. Because all of us, things change every day, and you need to learn stuff. You need to be able to be teachable. All right? So let's, let's, let's keep reading. Uh, in, in Romans... Uh, chapter 10, verse 2, this is what he says. He said, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, 
but not according to knowledge. They've got a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. I hope I'm helping somebody tonight. See, you, you can have a zeal. You can be forever so ambitious, but you don't do it according to knowledge. You got some things you, oh, you, the Lord called me. The Lord did this. The Lord, yeah, he did. But he don't want you running and just doing stuff with zeal and no knowledge. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, just all over the place making a mess in zeal, a zeal of God, but you ain't got nothing to call the knowledge. No one that you have, you haven't sit down and let anyone teach you. No one's giving you instructions. You can't be rebuked. Can't nobody straighten you out. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You, my friend, are headed for shipwreck. I'm just going to tell you, I'm telling you the truth. I've been in this 47 years and I can't tell you how many shipwrecks I've seen for people that were not teachable and had that zeal, but no knowledge. Didn't sit under nobody. Didn't stay long enough to get knowledge or to be taught. Just went just went straight out. And I'm not just in my church. People do this on jobs. You Have you ever been training somebody? And before you can get them trained, they think they knew more than you did? Zeal. But then they ran into something down the road and found out it takes more than zeal. You got to have some knowledge to do certain things. And that's important. You know, you can have all the strength. You know, you can have the strength to pick the chair up, but somebody got to have the knowledge where to put it. <laughs> I'm gonna leave y'all alone. Let me. So we we have to have knowledge. Knowledge is important, and uh, you know, just just keeping and and having the knowledge that we need to be able to do certain things. Now, watch this. Uh, in Proverbs 17, 28, 7, 28, he that have knowledge, knowledge spareth his words. And a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. A man that's got knowledge spareth his words. He, a man that's got knowledge knows, or a woman, knows when to hush, when to be quiet, when to talk, when not to talk. Hmm. If you got knowledge, you, you know how to spare your words. You don't just pop off. You know, I, I, I said to someone the other day, some of these, some of the people that I see that are supposedly, and I, I'm not throwing any shade, but I am teaching people that are ministers and prophets and prophetess and stuff. I, I just believe that a person that is, is, is anointed and gifted in the prophetic ministry as a prophet, a prophetess, or either he just a preacher or whoever, don't let social media make you talk too much and run your mouth too much. Sometimes you run your mouth too much. 
just just too much and and everything. But if you've got knowledge, sometimes you spare your words. And a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Sometimes you know when to say stuff, when not to say stuff. You know what to do, what not to do. You just don't go popping off at the mouth because you because you walk in a certain office or certain thing. I'm the pastor, but I don't I don't you know. First of all, if I don't really know you that much, I don't do a lot of talking. But if I know you, I do probably more talking than than most. But you know, I just I just don't. I'm not. You know, I'm on social media, but I'm not only all every day just running my mouth every day. Just got something going. No, sometimes we talk too much. We do too much. And notice what he says. I'm, I'm going to finish reading this. That was verse 27 in Proverbs 17. But he says, even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise. And he that sheddeth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. In other words, sometimes when even a fool, you don't even know they're foolish if they keep their mouth closed. Some people, their words give them away. Some people, their conversations, whether they're in church, out of church, whether they're in the pulpit, out of the pulpit, whether they a minister, a pope, an elder, or whoever. Sometimes they can be foolish and their words give them away. But when they hold their peace, sometimes you be like, man, they, they don't talk a lot. And you think they smart and sometimes you don't even find out they crazy until later. And, and when they open their mouth. But the Bible says even a fool when he holds his peace is counted wise. And he that sheddeth his lips is esteemed as a man of understanding. Sometimes it's, it's better to hush than to always open your mouth trying to make people think you smart. Or make people think you more than what you are. Because sometimes... The more you talk is the more people will be like, mm. and here's the, here's the thing you got to understand. We've got a generation and I'm going to say this. We got a generation of people today that they listen and believe anything that comes out of people's mouth, even in church. And they'd be like, Ooh, 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 that's good. Ooh, that's good. But here's the key. And I know some of you ain't going to like what I'm about to say. But seasoned people are not moved by everything. All right. Let me get out of here because I'm about to mess up. Did you hear what I just said? Seasoned people are not moved by everything. They're not even moved by everything because you put God on it. You know, some people, all you, only, way, only thing you got to do is say, God said it, and they jump. God, and they jump. But people that really pray and a season and whatever, they do not jump at everything just because you said, that's what the Lord is saying. Season people and praying, praying folk don't do that. They don't, they don't mean they disregard what you're saying, but they don't jump at everything right away. And they're not impressed by a lot of stuff. I, I have to tell you, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't mean no harm, but I'm not impressed by a lot of stuff I see today. 
that's supposed to be prophetic gifts and stuff. I'm I'm not impressed by it. And I probably not because I came up under age and time when I saw prophetic gifts that were so accurate and, and on point that I, I was like, oh, i never forget. I, I'll share this with you and I'm going to get out of here. i never forget years ago, he's he's deceased now, the late uh, 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 Bishop Milton Perry. When I first when I first saw him, I was a teenager, and he had came to the city and had this. Oh my God, he was he had a um, uh, he was he was at his well he was at his church, <clears throat> and I never forget him. This was like in December, they were having a meet. Monk had a meeting at his church, and this was over off of I twenty, and uh, he got up prophesying uh, Bishop Perry. He said, "I see." And he looked up, he said, I see a man on top of a building, and I see him shooting, and I see people. He said, it's here in the city. I see him shooting this rifle, high-powered rifle. I was a little boy, but I remember that. And that January, and if you you can probably go back and look this up. This has been, so I'm 62, so that tells you how far back it is. That January, there was a guy got up on a building here in Atlanta on a high-rise building with a rifle and started shooting at people and killing them. The prophet saw that. I'm not talking about this generic stuff today. The Lord said he's going to bless you in a great way and he's going to do this. I ain't talking about that. Uh, no, no, I ain't talking about none of that. I ain't, I ain't talking about none of that. I'm talking about folk that they were looking, and and I'll never forget him saying, uh, he looked at one of my cousins on a tent revival, and he said, I I see uh, fish snapping at your feet. Never forget, I was a young boy. And we went to the place, Lake Winnefasaka. And those of you who have ever been to Lake Winnefasaka, they got that water. There's a pool, like a big water thing in the middle. And in that thing, they have Perona fish. And anything know about Perona fish, they devour stuff and eat folk, eat things. And one of my cousins fell in that thing. But the prophet said, I see you falling in, and I see these fish snapping at your feet. But God said they're not going to harm you. That's, that's what I grew up around. I grew up around uh, prophet um, Woody Martin out of uh, Tennessee when he, before uh, September 11th, Never forget it. We were in a, in a camp meeting, and he said, the Lord says, next year, those of you that are traveling, to be careful on your travel in the month of September, especially on airplanes. And we were at the Church of Atlanta Lighthouse when he said that. And September 11 came, and those planes crashed into those twin towers. The prophet of God saw it. Never forget a young lady came to service one day, and he was praying for her. It was in a noon service. It was no night service. It was a day service. He's praying for her. And she, he said, I want to pray for you. And she came up, and he said to her, he said, I don't know what it is. He said, but when I look at you, I see blue flames dancing over your head. That young lady 
went to crying like a baby. And he, he said, did I say something? He said, what, what's going on? And one of her friends were there. And a friend said to her, said to him, said she's a dancer at a club called the Blue Frame. All right, see, y'all, see, they be playing today. I ain't talking about this play stuff. <laughs> I ain't talking about this stuff trying to act like y'all deep. I'm talking about real stuff. Said in, uh, to another young lady, I see a, uh, you see, I see a lion on you. And she was like, a lion? He said, yeah, there's a tattoo of a lion on you. And she remembered, she said, ooh. And she was fully dressed. You couldn't see no tattoo nowhere. He, she said, yeah, I got, a, I got a, a tattoo on me. I'm talking about growing up around stuff. i never forget. I, I, I'm just sharing this with you because I want you all to understand when we talk about this, these things. Uh, bishop, uh, well, he's not a bishop, Prophet Brian Mosley. Um, and uh, he was, uh, years ago, uh, Today, as I minister today, he said to me in Orangeburg, South Carolina, sitting, we weren't even in church. We were sitting at a desk and uh, he was sitting at the desk. I was sitting in the chair and we were waiting to go eat. And he just went, huh. he said, I see you. He said, I see you introducing. Now notice I wasn't, I wasn't traveling with my uncle at that point. I was, I was in high school. He said, I see you traveling with someone. I see you introducing an older man. I see you introducing him like you're the forerunner of him. He said, I see you doing it with a heavy anointing. He said, and the Lord is going to use you. He said, I see you preaching to the four corners of the world. Think about it. I was in high school. I wouldn't even think about none of that. But it happened just like he saw it. See, that's why, you know, that's why I'm, I'm not impressed by a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just not. Because I came when, when they they could tell you stuff and you'd be like, whoa, I ain't talking about just giving you your phone number and stuff like that. That's fine. I ain't, I ain't got nothing against that. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm just saying I came up when they were in deep. In 2005, 2005, I fell here in my house and broke my ankle. And uh, uh, another prophet, um, Michael Mosley, he was, uh, he, I wasn't even at the service. One of my members, uh, Chaplain Crone, was at the service. She came back and said, the prophet of God said, I see your pastor and I see something happen to, to one of his ankles. But the Lord's going to heal him and stuff. But I see him, something happening with his ankles. I don't know what it is, but something's happening with his ankles. She told me that probably on a Tuesday because I had never met him. And she said, the Lord said, and he said some other stuff, the Lord said. And that was on a Tuesday. And let me tell you what happened. That, well, that was Monday, I think. Well, it was a week before. And that Monday I was coming down my steps to do something. And and slipped on the steps and broke my ankle in two places. Still got the pin and, and the screws in it right now, my right ankle. And and my ankle broke my ankle. 
and end up in surgery. And he didn't know me. He had never seen me. So I'm just saying to you, God, if God can be so, so there that you will be like, oh, my God. Not, not just throwing out some generic to see if it's going to stick against the wall. I'm talking about stuff that really, really can take place and happen. And I could go on and on about stuff that 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 is happened where God deals and speaks to people uh, in a way. But we're impressed with a lot of this stuff today. And and those of us that have been around a while and 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 seasoned and spiritual, we're just not impressed by a lot of stuff we hear like that. We just not because we we've been there where we've seen it, boom boom boom, and it's been like whoa. And and I've done that in revivals where I've ministered to people and they'd be like, how did you know that? So what I'm saying to us is we've got to get away from just thinking that, you know, all this, some of this stuff is, well, let me leave that alone. Some of this stuff is what it is. And so let's understand that uh, a, a lot of this stuff, I'm going to say this part, a lot of this stuff is just to get your money. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing else. It's a money grab. All right? And you, you got to understand that. The Bible says in Proverbs, let me give you all these scriptures. <laughs> I can get out of here. I'm in trouble. I've been in there too long. Uh, uh, <laughs> Proverbs 122. How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity and the scorner delight? In their scorning and fools hate knowledge. He said fools don't don't even like knowledge. Uh, they hate knowledge. Uh, he says Proverbs uh, one twenty nine. For he that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Proverbs has a lot to talking about uh, the knowledge and different things. In Proverbs one four and eight, he says uh, to give subtle to the simple. To the young man, knowledge and discretion, a, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding shall obtain under wise counsel to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and the dark saying, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Listen to what he says. But fools despise wisdom and instructions. That's Proverbs 1, 4 through 8. He says, my son, hear the instructions of my father and forsake not the law of thy mother. And um, Proverbs 10, 14, wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. All right. So uh, Proverbs 12 and 1, whosoever loveth instruction, loveth knowledge. Listen at what he says. Whosoever loveth instructions, loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. He says you got to have knowledge. Um, knowledge. Knowledge is the fact or the uh, the state of knowing, uh, the uh, acquiring of knowledge, understanding, a range of information, awareness understanding, being able to grasp, to learn, 
the enlightenment. And so these are the things we talk about knowledge. We need to be able to do that and to learn. And so tonight, I pray and trust that this has helped us in some kind of way that we will grab a hold to the key of knowledge and won't reject it, won't throw it away, uh, won't go into captivity because we don't know, won't allow people to, to, to do whatever and keep us tied up. I don't want to pass a bunch of people that I'm the smartest one in the room. I'm the leader, but I don't have to be the smartest one. And I don't want to pass the, a bunch of, I know we like to use scriptures, you know, sheep are dumb. Uh, they may be in, in what, what the scenario you're trying to make it, but you you should want to think that everyone that you pastor or you deal with, they're dumb. You you shouldn't. I don't I don't look at at the people and the way I pastor. I don't look at members like that. Ain't nothing but a bunch of dumb folk. I don't I don't look at that. I, I think that that's that's degrading. I think it it's not nice. And we should be trying to get these keys to unlock these things. I'm gonna say this, and I got to get out of here because I've been here long enough. The keys of knowledge. You got to know where your keys go, what they go to. You gotta know what they go to. I've got a I've got a, a a bank bag that has the key. That's that's the key to my bank bag, right? This key right here is the key to my office. What I'm in right now. This is the key to another door in this house. This is the key to my gate outside. This is the key to another gate. You got to know which, which what keys are on here and what these keys represent. This key right here is the key to get in my house. This key right here is the key to get in my door to come to my bedroom area. This key is the key to my bedroom. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You got to know what keys, and I could go on and on with what these keys represent, but you got to know what the keys. They're different Different keys that open up different things. Different keys that open up different things. And you need to know what those keys are. Different keys open up different things. All these keys don't fit just one thing. So every time you get a key of knowledge, it may open up something different. I may open up this or open up that. So you need to be able to have those keys so you can be able to do those things you need to do. All right? All right, I'm through, y'all. I'm going to get out of here. Again, I pray and trust you got something tonight. I pray that you would do me a favor, like and share this with somebody in your contacts. Let them hear, let them hear this. Because I, I think that for us to be able to maintain and do the things we need to do, we've got to have some knowledge, not only in our personal lives, spiritual lives, in our everyday walk with God, everyday walking around this earth, you need to have knowledge of things. And when you get, I, I look at a lot of news. I read a lot of news. I read a lot of this because I want knowledge of stuff. I don't want to be around here ignorant and depending on everyone else to enlighten me on everything. Some things people do have to enlighten you on. But even when they do, I'm gaining knowledge because the more knowledge I get, the better off I'll be, the better off I can function, the better off things will go if I got knowledge. If I don't have knowledge, 
then I will become dependent on other people that have it. And I don't just don't think that's a good thing. I don't I don't think that's that's a good thing. And that's me personally. All right. So let's 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 do better and let's grab a hold of those keys and do 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 yourself a favor. Do me a favor. Let's help somebody else go in. Let's not try to keep everything for ourselves. Let's help somebody else do this. Let's help somebody else advance. Let's help somebody else succeed. Let's help somebody else get somewhere. And even if they go further than we do, it don't matter. I always say concerning my, my children, I, I, would be, I would be crazy to be a jealous father of my son. If, if he end up in a mansion tomorrow with a whole bunch of money, I'll be crazy to be jealous of him or my daughter or grandkids or anybody. Why? Because greater, Jesus said, greater works than these should the, you do because I go to my father. They should be doing better than me. Because they've got what God taught them, what the Holy Ghost got them, and what I taught them, what their mother taught them. And then what they've gained on their own, it's just no way they should be losing any kind of way. They should be doing way better than I'm doing anyhow. Because they've gained from some of my knowledge and others' knowledge. So they should be on the move. And so it is our responsibility not to take away the keys of knowledge because we don't want nobody to go in but to help somebody else get into. Help somebody else get in. Just don't. Well, I ain't going to say that part. Because I get in trouble too much. I ain't going to say that. Yes, I am. <laughs> help somebody else get in and not just your family members. Not just your cliques and those close to you. Help somebody else get in. And we do that with using the key of knowledge. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we give you praise, honor, and glory. I thank you for this study tonight in your word. And we thank you for this lesson tonight. I pray that you would bless us. I pray that you would uh, move for us. I pray that you would help us tonight. And even as we, God, increase in our learning and knowledge, God, help us not to be just filled with zeal. And be zealous. Help us, God, to go even with the knowledge of God and knowing who you are and knowing your word and knowing, God, even our surroundings and the things that's going on in life. Help us to have the right knowledge of these things. And as we operate and move and being led by you in the spirit of God, that we'll be able to do the things we need to do to help others, to God, to uh, lift others, to help others to enlighten them, to help others, God, to uh, help them to advance in the things of God and in the things of the world. Help us not to be selfish with that that you've given to us and help us to be able to share it. And we give your name glory. And we give your name praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining. Listen, if you all have enjoyed tonight, if you've enjoyed tonight, if this has blessed you, do me a favor. Even if you're looking at it on replay, 
do not leave without sowing an offering tonight. And uh, I'm asking everyone to give at least 20, but some of you, if this has blessed you and the Lord speaks to you to give more, please, by all means, do it. Here is the information. You see the methods and ways of giving on the screen. You can give with uh, the, the cash app, and that's dollar sign, R-R-C-O-G-I-C. You can give through Zelle. You see that, restorationrevival at gmail.com. You can give through Givelify Restoration Revival, C-O-G-I-C. You can text the word GIVE to 770-954-8109. Uh, if you're on the website, you can do it there. Uh, you can send your donation to RRC 1445 Fulton Avenue, East Point, Georgia, 30344. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining today's podcast. If you want to reach Pastor Dennis Martin, you can email him at pastordmartin at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, use the cash app, the dollar sign R-R-C-O-G-I-C. For more information about the ministry, visit our website at rrcogic.com.